Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you save room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love Whatever it. happened to angel food cake? Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. The way it works in Brownlings is you go through the classes and then you have a, after a few classes, I think after intermediate, you try to get into like the writer's lab. Mm-hmm. Which at the time when I was going through, you had to audition to get in, and I never got in. Uh, I don't think I, at that time I was. I'm not mad about it. I wasn't good enough at that time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that is mm-hmm. wasn't. I wasn't. I was pretty green when I went through Groundlings. Um, but then if you get through Writers Lab, then you get an audition for something called Sunday Company, right? Well, if you pass Writers you, Lab, is no. That there's like there's like. I think there's now five levels of the school. Okay. So you take basic, and then you are determined. It, you know, the teacher determines if you're ready to go to intermediate, right. then you take intermediate, and then the teacher determines if you're ready to go to advanced uh, improv. And then from there, it's, again, determined if you're ready to do a, a writer's lab, which is a six-week intensive where you do a show. You by After your show, you know, the teacher and other groundlings who are observing will determine if you're ready to do an advanced writing class, which is a 12-week intensive where you just write sketches yeah. and do two shows and then those shows are viewed by uh, the Groundlings Collective who then will uh, vote on you to see if you can do the Sunday show. Yeah. So how many people are – so Sunday Company, that's a big deal to get on the Sunday Company. Oh, yeah. Um, Sunday Company is a huge deal. And once you get in the Sunday Company, I think I would say that the success factor as far as you booking like roles in different places and becoming successful is pretty big, pretty good, pretty good, I would say. Well – you know, a lot of really talented people did Sunday yep. that didn't necessarily, you know, right. it didn't time out for them. And the reason I say time out is a lot of very talented people weren't voted in for whatever reason, you sure, know, uh, that that were very talented and, and deserve it, deserve to be Absolutely. in there. You know, so like Maya Rudolph, who was amazing, she got into Groundlings, but she got snatched up by SNL before she even got to do a Groundlings main show. So right. it was recognized in Sunday that she was a force. Right. So, you know, it's, it, you know, and again, this business is based on timing and, you know, when Absolutely. you're peaking and when, you know, and even you can see that with SNL, do we need women? Do we need this? Do yep. we need that? And so maybe if you're not the right uh, person they need at that particular time, you know, you're going to miss that window. Yeah, we had, uh, one of my big sketch groups I had, um, we came along. We were peaking at the time when SNL wanted a uh, a black woman actor and a black woman writer. And she booked the Lakendra Tooks. She booked uh, as the writer that mm-hmm. season. So, But it was good timing for her. I mean, she's yes. talented. Yeah. Absolutely. But if they weren't looking for that at that point, sometimes you're just like, it's just a bad, like you said, it's a bad timing thing. Yep. How many people are voting uh, I'm just curious, like, if they're voting on Sunday Game, how, how many people are voting on that? And how does it work? Well, I mean, depending on the company, how many in the company go see you. Oh, okay. It's very, it's it's kind of like that. You know, they vote on you. Uh, you got to get a, get a majority of their vo- the, their votes. Yeah. It's kind of just a, literally that. Because that's a numbers game too, right? There's only a certain number of slots. They, they, could be, they could like a lot of you and there's only a certain number of mm-hmm. slots. So then they have to, they in their minds have to be like, okay, these are the ones I'm going to say yes to because we can't say yes to all of them we like. I mean, it's all subjective. Let's face yeah. it. Comedy yeah. is subjective. So the you know someone else's one person's cup of tea may not be someone else's. Absolutely. Uh, my whole thing though is that there should be room for all types of uh, 
you know, all points of view. Right. You know, I, you know so I can't really speak for how they're, they're doing it now. You know, yeah. when I was in, that's what we did. We went, saw shows, had a meeting, talked to, you know, at length about each person, you know, uh, strengths and then voted and then count up the votes and it's yeah. literally just if you get if you get a majority of votes yeah you're in so as an improv teacher uh can you tell me what is what's your favorite part of that job and what's your kind of the, the part that you dread the most and i think what that is i think i know what that well, is yeah but i, don't I mean know. You know, my favorite part is is seeing the growth i love it you know yeah. making a difference seeing someone improve um you know, like you said, are these the people you think are, or do you see their talent? And you do, you know what I mean? And and also just uh, getting exposed to all these points of view. It keeps you kind of in the game too, you know? Yeah. yeah. If I just sit there and go, I'm going to take the same criteria and teach all these classes. No, comedy, like anything, TV, everything evolves and changes. So that's my favorite part of it. The hardest part is... Being honest and telling them this isn't for them or it right. didn't, you know, work out. You know, that's not a fun thing for yeah. me. It's something yeah. I dread. My my whole goal, too, because of my, my driven thing is to try to get everybody in. Isn't that funny? That's my goal. Yeah. My, yeah. my goal is always that. Is there something we don't know about Karen Mariyama that you think we should know or that you want us to know that we don't? Hmm. You know, I, I will say that... <laughs> I, I think my reputation, it, 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 as far as like being a teacher or a ground leader or something like that, they're like, oh my God, she's just so tough or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that that deep down, I am overly sensitive and I take things to heart way too, you know, sometimes it's just like, there's this need to make a difference, and sometimes it's just like it has. You just have to let it be fun, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing, and the fact that I'm a dog lover till I die. I or animals in you know. I just can't walk by a dog without touching it, petting it, talking yeah. to it. You know, I I I just you know. We talked about the other day, you know, like the things we will do for our, we will do anything for our dogs. Yep. It's like having, uh, you know, a human kid. I have three dogs, two cats. You know, one of our dogs is she's like seventeen now. Mm-hmm. She's blind. She, if you don't hear her, as soon as she wakes up, there's you got something to clean up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but well, we yeah, I mean, all my my students mentioned this to me. I I when my dogs are both getting a little older, that's the hard thing when you get them kind of close. To by my dog Lola was really starting to struggle and um, I had to bring him to class with me because I couldn't leave her alone and you know I was changing her diaper so in between sketches I go you know time out for a second (laughs) you know let me take my dog out let me change her diaper yeah Uh oh she doesn't feel good Uh, you know and I'd I'd bring dog beds it was like I'd make my students like help me unload the car it was like this whole rigmarole just to get uh to class and out of class in terms of putting dog beds down and water bowls and having my diapers ready. And it was just like, I and I did that for a long time. I, I you know, and I'm grateful that the Groundlings let me do that. Although my students were so patient with me because that was my priority. You right. Know? And, uh, yeah, and then I, you know, it's so funny. Like, my last dog that I just lost uh, last September, I still... You know, if I talk about her too much, I cry. It's like, yeah, it's like losing yeah. a family member. She was like the best, and uh, they take priority. It's right. just they they 
they rule your schedule, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, all the – and not that this is why I do it, but, like, all the added health benefits of having a pet just as someone to kind of, like, be your buddy when you're, like, having a bad day or just to, like, you know, you come home and you immediately get that, oh, I'm so happy to see mm-hmm. you, you know, that – that uh, we as humans, we might be, ha- you know, we have bad days. So when you come home, it's hard to be like really upset when you come home and your dog's just like, hey. Yeah, they, they don't, you know, they don't know you've had a bad day. They don't care. They just want to see you. Yep. And in a way, that's a great thing. And that's kind of like something we have to learn as uh, in this business too. Like we all have such good and bad days. When you get something, it's great. When you don't, it's awful. It's hard not to take it personally. All of us who are actors, you know, who are like, oh, why not me? Why? Oh, I should have done this. Uh. Or even when you get the job, the thing about it, like when people are performing, it's like sometimes like, oh, I'm just so tired. I can't do this. It's like, what? <laughs> You're lucky to be performing. I and know. you know, an audience doesn't care that you had a bad day, honestly. You know, right. if they're buying a ticket... You owe it to them yeah. to give your all. And then the thing is, once you start, it is actually really fun because, like, comedy can be a really nice uh, emotional respite from the rest of it. Right. You know, and it got me – doing shows of the Groundlings got me out of a lot of emotional jams. So yeah. I'm really grateful for it. Well, that's great. Well, we love our fur babies. Yes. Uh, Tony Cavallaro on the season one finale, we also talk – he has dogs too. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, I, you know, uh, look – it's it's great. I wouldn't change anything about any of my pets that I have. They may be little brats, they may be total turds sometimes, but we still love them. And yep. and that's their person. That's their personality, though. You know, yep. they all have a different personality, just like we do. Yep. Anyway, who are some of your influences as a performer? Um, you know, there's always these actors you admire. You mean people that I yeah. I watch as actors, right? I mean, I've always been a big action fan and also like intense dramas and stuff. So in terms of the actors I admire, they are like Gene Hackman's like probably up there on the top of my list. Everything he does is amazing. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's up there. Of course, Meryl Streep. You know, all the people where you just go, oh, wow. You know. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. And and also just getting lost in the story. You know, anything by Wes Anderson makes me just – Giggle and and yeah. you know just anything that has a specific point of view too. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, Quentin too. The fact that he does things his own way is inspiring to me. You know yeah. anything like that. I love that Quentin is um, such a fan of like the history of film, and you can literally see his influences in every movie. Well, because of him, I did watch all of the old John Woo stuff, Better Tomorrow, uh, you know, The Killer, all those movies yeah. that, that influenced him um, for uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, you know? Yeah. Those movies are great. Yep. The action is crazy in that those movies were made in the early 90s, and like another friend of mine turned me on to the Raid movies that are I haven't so, seen those. They're oh good? my God, Harrison <laughs> Lampert, I'm mentioning you. He turned me on to watching The Raid, and I remember like, okay, you know, I'm kind of like, these are, it's, they're, <laughs> they're so violent. The fighting is amazing. If you guys ever see The Raid 2, it'll blow your mind. I've seen that movie like three times now. 